0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: So glad that you're with us here on KDKA and we cannot wait to have this next discussion because this is, uh, it's fascinating to me and Vera uh, Piranini is joining me here and she is a PhD, an electrical engineer at the University of Pittsburgh and their work at the University of Pittsburgh and work that is being done in the College of Engineering at Carnegie Mellon between the health sciences and the engineers they've gotten together and they are working on spinal cord stimulation that is improving arm mobility after someone has had a stroke and Vera it is so wonderful to have you on the program thank you so much for being here how are you today
0: Fine, fine. Thanks for the invitation, actually.
1: This is a fascinating result. It was just published today in Nature Medicine. Would you consider this neurotechnology? Is this engineering? Is this medical? How would you first of all say, where does this go in terms of putting it in a category, for say?
0: Yeah, so this is a very interesting question. I think this is a bit everything uh, in the sense that it stems from a neuroscientific understanding of the problem of stroke it takes advantage of an engineering understanding of how to use electrical stimulation to restore paralysis, but it has also very strong medical component, both for the rehabilitation of the patient, so a, a strong neurological component, but also a very important neurosurgical component for the implant of this technology on the spinal cord. So none of this could have been possible if we didn't put together neuroscientists, engineers, occupational therapists, neurologists, and neurosurgeons. So it's a really
1: team effort. It is a massive team that it takes. Now, from my layman's understanding, it's almost like you're taking a couple of very thin electrodes or thin wires if you will and think of it as a as a strand of spaghetti is the way it's been described to me that you're basically completing if you will a circuit neural circuits right so if you've had some issues with strokes sometimes those get blocked or hindered is this taking the place of that to allow the conductivity from the brain to the body or is is there something else to it
0: exactly it's it's kind of like that. So basically imagine that after a stroke, the input that they usually go from the brain to the spinal cord to allow us to move, they are interrupted. So this input cannot pass anymore from the brain to the spinal cord. But the spinal cord is intact. So we can put there these two electrodes, these two spaghetti leads, that they are actually allowing now these inputs to reach the spinal cord and to produce a movement. But the the key point here is that we use the natural circuits that are present in the spinal cord. So for for the person, this feels completely natural as if everything was connected back. And that's why our patient could use this technology from day one.
1: So how much movement are you able to get after doing this? Is it a matter of, say, wiggling fingers or is it a matter of actually moving the entire arm or is it dependent on the uh, the severity of the stroke itself?
0: It's this this last option. The the movement we could elicit uh, uh, in these four weeks, they depended a lot in the severity. Our first uh, patient that was implanted, she was a moderate patient in the sense that she had a complete paralysis of the hand, but she still had some residual movement of the arm. And thanks to the stimulation, we could have her making larger movement of the arm, but we were also able to have her opening the hand and use the hand in functional tasks during daily life activity as uh, eating, uh, grasping a cup, and even writing some simple uh, words. A patient that instead was more severe, she had less recovery of the hand, and still she was still able to grasp some big cylinder and move them around, but we could still see very big improvement at the level of the earth. Now, our hope is that people that are more severe, probably taking longer time, they will have a a stronger uh, recovery.
1: Dr. Envera Pirodini joining us here on KDKA is an electrical engineer, a PhD in electrical engineering at the University of Pittsburgh, educated in Switzerland, but now here for a couple of years in Pittsburgh. So the electrical stimulation that goes through these particular electrodes, is that just from the brain or are you artificially inducing that to allow them to move? Help me to understand where is that impulse coming from?
0: Sure, sure. So, the stimulation is is coming into the spinal cord, so we are stimulating the spinal cord, but because the spinal cord is, con- is connected, it's still somehow connected to the brain, mm-hmm. we are basically helping the brain. We are, we say, in, in increasing the excitability of the brain, of, of, of the, the input that they come from the brain so that the person can move. So we are artificially stimulating the, the spinal cord, but actually we are using the natural circuits that are still there. And indeed, if we are stimulating the spinal cord, but the patient does not want to move, no movement are generated. It's only in the moment that the patient wants to move that the stimulation kick in and the patient can perform now the
1: movement. So you're really almost doing both, right? You're helping, but only when the brain says now is the time to help.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's why wow. it's so simple for the patient to use it because it's done it in a totally natural way. We are not over-imposing the movement, but as other technology. Here is the patient that decides which movement to do, and the stimulation is just helping them because it's amplifying the residual connection. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And cardiologists are saying that as it comes to strokes, I mean, the likelihood of one in four Uh, globally may suffer a stroke people over the age of 25 one in four during their lifetime and 75% of those people could have lasting deficits when it comes to motor control so you can see when it comes to moving your arm or your hand that that would make a huge huge difference in your ability to get along on your own so you can see how important this particular research is And Vera, thank you very, very much for being here and sharing this. And again, congratulations on having this work published today in Nature Medicine. I'm sure it is very, very proud time for both you and your colleagues at Carnegie Mellon as well, who worked on this alongside.
0: Yes, thank you. Thanks again for having
1: me. We very much appreciate the enlightenment that we have received from what she is telling us about. It's just I am constantly amazed at the work that is done in our backyard that sometimes we don't even hear about. But I love to be able to share things like that. Spinal cord stimulation instantly improving arm mobility after strokes, and it's happening with Pitt and Carnegie Mellon working on it together.